Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Basketball or content? Basketball or content? Content, baby. Welcome to the LEO podcast where we take no days off. No days off. Oh, and we power through it. Never mind. Never mind. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley. That's B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my probably distracted, half-hearted, and fully healthy co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. Brandon, spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What's up, Brando? You both missed my birthday, but that's okay, because all I got was a win against Purdue. Oh. What a gift. What a gift. Is better than anything I can ask for. Well, I didn't. I'm pretty sure I said happy birthday to you post-game recording. I don't, I don't know. Did. Like It was better for the pod if you didn't bring it up. But Okay. Well, I mean, maybe you, you did. I don't but know. anyway, I had to bring that up since, you know, we do have a producer. Um, so that's true. Yeah. Speaking of, that is uh, Purdue. Sir Seth, you can block him on Twitter. It's at Setah5, S-E-T-A-H-5. Seth, what's going on, man? Wow. All right. Per- per- permanent mute today. I'm awesome. I'm shunning myself. You just empty your sack too, or? Oh, it's everywhere. Okay. I'm normally speechless after I empty my sack as well. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Remember, this is a children's show. Um we have another quarterback after naming the pod last week. We have our quarterback. Guess what, Brandon? We didn't just have one quarterback. We got another one. Brendan Soresby. Brenny is what I'm going to call him. He, he almost got his first name right. Like so close. Yeah. Yeah. So close. So close. So close. Um, from Lake Dallas, Texas. We talked about him last week, believe it or not. Um some have him. We talked about how he was like not ranked. He's very under the radar, which he still is. Read something somewhere. Somebody's got him as a four star. Did you see that? He went, he went from unranked, completely unranked, to a four star on ESPN. Nice. Well, they must now have we thought he we have repeatedly shit on ESPN. That's true. When it does isn't advantageous for us, but let's go. How about that recruiting database? At ESPN, this, this narrative is saying maybe ESPN's not that bad. Maybe it's fine. Maybe 24-7 doesn't know what they're talking about with their no stars. Maybe they don't know. Some people have them as a three-star. I think it's rivals um, as well. Right. But does yep. it, I mean, does it really matter? It does matter. So um, he's like Gordon Hayward, but a quarterback. I, I also read, oh, I've read a lot about this guy. Started five foot five as a freshman. Six three now. So he can he was running the point and now he can play uh, maybe it maybe it maybe a three, maybe a three at best. But I mean you're you're like six three, right? You never ah, no ever way, held in the three 
three-point arc so you know that's true i've never seen you inside the paint i'm just buckets all day that's not true that's not true um all right well yeah okay back to brendan bracket brinny uh only really played as a senior a big time school there in, in dallas um and brandon i think you'll like this comparison i think i spelled his name wrong on the outline but you did it's okay one l he reminds me of Matt Carell a lot. What do you At think? At least size-wise, for sure. Size-wise, kind of a run first guy. I don't know, just like body shape, all of that. So I don't know. I think he's going to be way better, though. So basically, we just got best quarterback in class. That's what I would say. So, all right. Um, yeah, my, I'm gonna... my, my, thought, my thoughts on him are, you know, the running back, and I'm Jabrian Payne. Yes. Right? Yep. His situation wasn't too unlike Brendan's, right? He was behind a stud his junior year. He was, or he was behind a stud his sophomore year. He was behind a stud his junior year. He only had one year of tape. And in this one year of tape, he was out four weeks. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it couldn't have been a broken wrist. Maybe it was a sprained wrist or, or, or something like that. Um, and his non throwing hand. So he was able to play a few games to start the season and then end the season. Um, but then he didn't get a playoff because his team went three and eight. Right. So like there's nobody knows this guy. He could be a like you said, he could be a four star. He could be a three star or he could be the North Texas walk on um, that 247 has him out. We, we have no idea what this guy is. Um, and I'm okay with role. Like I said it last week when we talked about him, I'm completely okay. If the 80th through 85th guy on your roster are complete unknowns. Yeah. Um, because sometimes it works out. And if it doesn't, what that, this is actually what the transfer portal is for. Yeah. That is correct. Um, do you want to talk to me a little? I'm just going to move on from Brandy unless Seth has nothing to say about him. I'm sure. So, um, yeah, so I'm 100% on board with this. Again, potential, I yelled in the background, uh, or potential is what I said. I think that's what the kids are saying on on the Twitters and stuff like P. that. But What's the P sign? Dude, the like P, bro, you don't even know about that, dog. Just do some that's Google search on that. I'm literally, You're I not don't P. know. Let's just say that. I'm P right now because I know what it means. You're not P. So once you know what it means, then you're, you're, Seth is not, that for show, not P. Okay. I know that for show. I'm going to get that for show um so moving on <laughs> no more movie references so seth says in the background uh moving on let's get to some news brandon i'm gonna say that the beginning and i'm gonna let you talk about it because i feel like you might know more about it yeah is this competency or is it just a tickle like a little tease and i first of all i i saw this for nicole Arback. um she's an awesome reporter uh, out of Chicago, she covers a lot of collegiate stuff, a lot of Big Ten stuff. Um, so I'm going to say there's some at least smoke here, but I'm not going to call it full competency because of Gary Barda. That's true. right. I yeah. think he likes this idea. I think he's getting major, major pressure. But but, but before I explain, I think I think I got to say what it is. Yeah, that's the a good big, idea. The Big Ten is considering dropping divisions. So no more East-West, no more legends and leaders. They're going to do protected rivalries 
and a round robin as like as much as possible. Um, they didn't go in too much detail of, of how that's going to work. And they're going to reduce one conference game from nine to eight, very similar to what like the SEC um, and other conferences do. Um, so you're not beating up on each other as much and you get one more uh, by game um, to, again, not put you at risk of uh, having too many losses and, and, and ensuring bowl games because conferences do benefit from bowl games. They yeah. do get revenue. It's good if you have more teams in bowl games, not just for the school, but for the conference. So you, you've been screaming and I've been screaming. I don't know of a Big Ten fan that hasn't. This is a wonderful idea. Seth, Seth is the one Big Ten. As he's, I've been waiting for, for an entrance. Okay, but before, before I go on anymore, Seth, please share your idiot opinion on this. Because he has been the background, waving his arms, crossing his arms. I don't even have pouting. this thing open anymore. I'm full. I'm full outline, so I don't even see what this clown's doing. <laughs> we better Purdue benefits from it. I mean, like, you don't want to give away the farm when you. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. What do you want me to say? It's the truth. We get the we're the little sisters league, yeah. and we yeah, it's great. <laughs> No, they're like the the current platform is great, is what you're saying. The new platform doesn't quite play to your um little you know little baby league you guys have over there on the other side. Yeah, I get JV. It. Yeah, the JV it, league. It's JV. Correct. Um, when was uh, has has the West ever won? Yeah, well, no, they must have been. They might have been leaders legends when Wisconsin. Yeah, it would have been leaders legends when Wisconsin won. I don't think they have. So. So now, now that we got, um, you know, Seth will, on air, on record, admitting he'd rather do worse for the conference and have a JV team represent the conference and repeatedly have shitty Big Ten games, championship games. Okay, now that we got that out there, now, now that that is whatever, we're done with that. My thing here with this is... It makes so much sense, and I love that at least Barta is bringing it up, but when has the Big Ten ever been on the forefront of anything? Like, somebody else is going to have to get rid of divisions before he gets rid of the divisions. Like, he isn't going to be the first one to do it. Now, I I can see, I don't know, the thing that wasn't clear in the article I read is if those things are tied together. Right. Like we'll get rid of divisions and go down to eight games. I think he'd be more open to dropping down to eight games because other conferences are already doing that. Right. So that's the only thing that I'm going to call a tease is I don't think Barta has the balls to be the first one to eliminate it. Yeah, I was you and we know that we're an anti Barta podcast, so um you you asked what is the Big Ten done for? I don't know. Were they the first one to expand? Would would Penn State be the first expansion? Maybe in ninety three. How much uh, is that monetary? Right, like yeah, like getting rid of divisions. I mean, it's kind of monetary for the for getting two teams from the East into the championship. Yeah, maybe, but it doesn't nearly have the implications of adding the, an East coast market. Well, it of, sounds of, of adding another school. Right. So like yeah. 
we know the big, not even the big tent, the NCA as a whole is all about making money, mm-hmm. right? How is getting rid of divisions making them more money? I mean, is it, think about being, I don't know, us, IU. Think about being, uh, who's never kind of come out of the West? Illinois, North, well, Northwestern does. It just depends on the year. Illinois, Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska can't get out. I mean, there's still Nebraska get out, is Rutgers. even without like, yeah, true. Even Can we just call them Nebraska or something Nebraska, since, you know, sorry. Rutgers loses, yeah. loses the S. Nebraska loses their A. That's true. So Nebraska, they can't get out of the West as it is. That doesn't really benefit them. Where it does benefit the conferences, apparently some of the details that we're reading, uh, partnership with the Pac-12 or the ACC to play interconference games so that the game that you drop as a Big Ten conference game, you pick up as still a top tier, well, you know, inverted commas, top tier. Um, Can I get an early Brando Drando? Go ahead. Because I can't wait. Yeah. Who would you like to be matched up with? I knew that's what you were going to say. In the Pac-12 in the, in the ACC. Give me Cal in the <sighs> Pac-12. And give me like Boston College in the ACC. No. Would you want to do Washington? Yeah, or, with the no, board. Not, well, right maybe now, yeah, with that quarterback that they've got. Um, so I don't think we're going to get any of the main ones, right? Like we're not going to get Clemson. We'll get Duke. We're we'll not going to get Duke. USC. Yes, that that was more who I was thinking. Is Arizona. Arizona would be a good matchup. 100%. Yeah, two party schools that would be awesome. You and I would definitely go to Scottsdale, like, yeah, but is that where probably not with our kids? Where is Arizona? They're not in Tempe, that's where Arizona State's at. Yeah, they're in Scottsdale, Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Yeah, bone thugs. Really? I thought the campus was like right downtown Scottsdale. Mm, There is one, like Grand Canyon University, I think, is there. I I don't know. The Google machine will tell us. Uh, but I'm all for Arizona. That would be awesome. I have a I have a, a Bragley's r- random question or whatever we we do with it. Uh, and this is UNC like would lot. be awesome in the ACC. Yeah, that's true. We have half of their team on our team now, so that's good. Um, <laughs> what are the per- what's the percentage chance that IU is still plays Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State out of the eight conference games? Zero. What? No, I'm being like sarcastic, of course, but like I could easily see that happening. I don't know the chances of that. If you sit here and think about it, it's like a one in. I don't know. You take 13. No, they wouldn't. They wouldn't give us all four. They gave us three in Wisconsin. They'll give us four and Wisconsin (laughs) because they got to keep us down. They saw what happened in 2020. They kept us out of the championship game because of rules. And they were like, we can't have this anymore. And so they hurt all of our players last year and kept us out of anything this year. So I like the go. voodoo. I like yeah. the voodoo part of it. I don't all know. Right. Regardless, this is going to be a topic that I, I don't think goes away for a while. It's kind of our version of the college football expansion, right? Um, so uh I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what comes of this. I'm, I'm excited. It's at least getting brought up um, and early too, right? In, in the article, it says 2023. Next year. That's what I was just getting ready to say. It's so, not I mean, something that's... we have to wait on. No. So there you go. Um, Seth just pointed out uh, Arizona is in Tucson, which is far from Phoenix, Scottsdale. Um, going to Phoenix, Scottsdale, Tempe area in a couple of weeks. 
Arizona State is in Tempe, which is like all of that is all together. Phoenix, Tempe, Scottsdale. That's it. That's like all together. And yes, Seth is super excited about going. So what are you guys going for? Well, batch party. Going to the waste management open while we're out there. That's pretty so, baller. Yeah. Garbage truck dump. Woo! <laughs> Seth does not love golf the way that the majority of the guys going, but I think he'll like this. This is the the fans tournament. So it's uh, a good time. If, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Super cool. Like they have like a grandstand, a literal grandstand around one of the par threes. And it's it's nuts. like if in, it's like at the infield yes. of the Indianapolis 500 yes. was at a golf. That's the same thing I've been telling people. That's what it is. People line up hours before the gates open and it's a mad rush to get into that. Seth is saying he's not going to do it. You can meet us there. It's fine. Um, hours before the gates open, rush into there, get their spot in the grandstand and then you just bake in the sun. Like imagine if like that scene out of Happy Gilmore. When like people with like the beer hats and and that all was of when that they stuff. were chasing down shooter, I think, right? Yeah, Seth, that movie that guy. is literally the waste management out there. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Um, moving on. Let's talk a, a little bit more news and then we'll we'll get into the fun stuff here in a little bit. I feel like we're flying through it, but um coach Tom Allen, ready for this? Coach of the year and defensive coach of the year 2022. It's coming. Why do I say defensive coach of the year? Because he's back on the D. Coaching the D, Brandon. What do you think? I have very mixed feelings about this, but because you are always the optimist, forever the optimist, Mm -hmm. I'm not as negative on this. One, because you provided the data. And two, I love your point that I'm not going to steal from you. Okay. So you go and tell me why it's a good thing, because it was really this bullet point that I kind of bought into it more than I thought I would. I called it. I called it. I can't remember the exact pod. I don't know if it's when we announced um, Coach Wilt as the defensive coordinator, which would have been last pod, or if it was the pod before you guys got COVID. I can't remember which one it was. But I said... He will bring somebody in. He will coach the defense and they will learn from him over the next year or two. And then he will go into the defensive coordinator position. If we look at it this way, when we go through the rankings real quick from 2015 to 2020, last year doesn't count. 2015 before Tom Allen came in 117th in the country. 2016 first year, 57th, 2017, 52nd, 2018, a lot of turmoil there. 81st. Okay. And then Kane Womack takes over 45th, 20th in the country in total defense. So with him as a defensive coordinator or around that defense all of the time or grooming a defensive coordinator for that spot, the worst they've been is 81st with a ton of, with a ton of injuries that year. So I'm encouraged by it. And you and we bring... lost everyone in 2017. Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those like super senior, like we had like seniors on like nine out of 11 positions. Mm-hmm. So not only were we injury ridden 2018, it was like a completely new unit. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, and we didn't have the depth then that we have now to, to help with that. Correct. So 
I'm on board with it. Um, and he's got nobody. Now there's nobody for if the defense struggles again next year, minus potential injuries, minus potential, you know, things that we can't see, you know, if it's anything like it was last year, God forbid, uh, you can't really blame him. But if there's any defensive struggles now, there's one person to point to. So there you go. Uh, anything else to add on that before we move on? Yeah. I just want to say it isn't that rare. No. Right. Like, especially in college in NFL, it's, it's less rare, but in college, especially on the offensive side, like you hear it more on the offensive side than you do on the defensive side. But some of these, some legitimate masterminds, some so-called masterminds, um, and it works out usually accordingly, um, it can produce good results. Like, you know, you go through some of the best offenses, it's the head coach calling the plays. So it, it can be done, has been done very successfully. Correct. Speaking of offensive minds, is your boy Lane Kiffin leaving? So I have a very good friend who is a diehard, like diehard Minnesota Vikings fan. Oh, that's not where I thought he was going to go. He's interviewing. Really? I thought he would stay in the South and go to New Orleans, but. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about New Orleans, but Lane Kiffin is interviewing. Now, is it just who knows? But the Vikings just hired this like super analytical offensive mind from the Cleveland Browns organization because they have such a good offense. And his first guy he's bringing in is Lane Kiffin. Yeah. Seth, uh, your faces you were making when we were talking about the Vikings, who are a, would say a rival, but I feel like they've dominated the Bears over the last couple of years. But the faces you were making, is that something you're scared of or do you feel bad for Vikings fans? Lane Kiffin would be a disaster. Both, but he'd still beat the Bears twice a year. For a year. He would be good for the first year, right? Isn't that his kind of thing? He's really good the first year and then just kind of peters out, loses interest, and yeah, or violates some sort of lation. And yeah. Okay, moving on. And uh, speaking of violations, running in the cold, which is what our sponsor does all the time. I bet you he's running right now. Like wind chill has got to be negative something. So either way, I don't know. I hope he's running and listening to this tomorrow when it comes out. Tomorrow being the day that it comes out, which is Thursday, which could be today when he listens to it. We'll see. I don't know. What I'm talking about is the Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport and the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and the shop sick gear from shirts to hoodies to koozies. As a thank you to our listeners, Garrett and MTC are offering 10% off your order. Use promo code LEO10. That's LEO10 at checkout. Now, let's get to the randos. Brando. First off, snaps and claps to Garrett on the new coaching gig. I don't know if we oh, want yeah. to give specifics yeah, to yeah. his personal life, but yeah. so I'll just say congrats on the coaching gig. Um, it's at a great school and uh, I don't, I don't yeah. know the guy as well as you guys know, but all he does is all he is is successful. Right. So I would assume he will bring that to his hand. Don't well. do that to him. <laughs> he's, he's got a, he's got his, uh, 
what do I say here, Seth? What's the saying? His he's got a hat in a bunch of different rings. Is that a is that a saying? He he's got enough hats for a hat rack. He's got an yes for a large hat rack. Yes. Yeah. I don't even have a gun, let alone enough to necessitate an entire rack. Sure. There's a yeah. lot of movie quotes already. That's two. Is um, it my turn? Is it my if turn you, now? If you want. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So Sorry. my first rando is got to go back to the quarterback room. It's now intact. Will somebody leave at spring ball? Will somebody leave over the summer? I don't think so. But let's just say the quarterback room is finalized. Michael, what grade are you giving the quarterback room? And is it better than it was last year? Oh, I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a B plus. The reason I give it a B plus Mm. is that you've got a ton of experience in your top two quarterbacks. So, um, well, a ton is relative with Tuttle. Tuttle's been around for a while. He knows um, his way around the locker room. He knows his way around the quarterback room. He knows what he's doing. He knows that he's just there to be Jack. So he he's decent. He's a really good backup. I'd say he's probably one of the best backups in the conference, I would think. He said that for two years in a row now. Yeah. This will be three. Um, and then you've got Connor coming in. I'm assuming coming right into the starting position. You mean Baz? Baz, sorry. You've got Baz coming in right into the starting position assumption. And um, then you've got people like Dexter Williams, if he sticks, obviously D-Mac. And then you've got Brinny. So I, I would say it's a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent room. Um, as long as if Connor pans out the way that we hope he pans out, I'm sorry, if Baz pans out that way, could be a higher grade. We don't know. So is he a game manager? Was he, was that a system offense that he was in? We'll find out. We don't know. I'm going to say B plus for now. Let's move over to producer Seth. I'm curious on your grade. Yeah, I had it as a B minus. I was thinking more along the lines of you at least have three guys who have started a game in major college football. So that's something you can rely on. And like you said, with Dexter Williams, if he sticks around, that's at least a dynamic athlete who put in, <clears throat> who potentially brings some excitement to the role. Um, so at least you have guys. Now, are any of those potential first team or second team all conference? I don't think so. But at least you have a multitude of options to go to and with the injuries have has have they been that's definitely something that uh, availability and ability are going to be hand in hand yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go b minus as well um for for a lot of the same reasons i think on depth alone you get a c right depth alone you get a c and i've made the joke before so it's not as funny this time um but like you know the, the family guy, what's in the box. Well, like you don't know what Baz is going to be, right? Yeah. You don't know what D Mac with a full year and experience is going to be. And then you don't offense. know what helpful health, healthy Tuttle can be, right? You don't know what Dexter Williams coming off an injury who I guess tore it up before he got hurt. Right. So like the unknown is what gets me kind of more optimistic and, and leans that m- up from a C into that B minus area because it isn't just relying on uncertainty of one. It's kind of uncertainty of the whole room, the whole thing, but you can certainly paint it all in a 
positive light. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could do the same. You could, you, you're going to have the same. And when we do the position groups at some point, you're going to have the same thing across the board, I think is on offense, at least is we don't know. Like, I think the potential, my, my potential, I think the ceiling is an A minus. I think if, 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 if Baz comes out and is, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to talk about this guy like he's some incredible person, but he had really good stats. So if he comes out and plays anything near like what Aiden O'Connell did last year and it's just a game manager with really high completion percentage, things like that, then you're, yeah, then you're winning games and you're winning games because of him, because he's not turning the football over, because he's, he's times. making smart reads, he's doing other things like that. So who knows what the offense is going to look like? We don't know. Right. So, yep. Yeah, let, let's get the crystal ball out. Let's yeah. get the crystal ball out. Who has the highest ceiling in that room? I don't know enough about Baz. I, I mean, if we're going to do this, I would say it's got to be DMAC, right? Definitely. Yeah, I, I would I would say DMAC has the highest ceiling. We've seen what he can do when, when he's allowed to throw the football. Now. Now, who has the lowest floor? Because my answer is also DMAC. Oh, I would think Tuttle. The lowest floor. He is the Tuttle is the highest floor. Oh, the highest floor, the lowest floor. Okay. Um, well, I mean, Brandy. You could lay up and does, say Soresby. Yeah, you can say yeah. it's probably say Soresby if, if he really is a yeah, North D-Mac Texas walk on talent. DMAC does. But I mean, does DMAC threaten a starting spot? No. I don't think Connor comes in if, if, he does no. but I do, I do think we see two quarterbacks a lot he can't sit he can't sit on the bench unless he we red shirt unless they red shirt him this year which would give him i'm totally okay to bring left. him in on some third and two third and one just not third you're, and a, six. Mo- you're a monster and just you know t- run right over the uh center and guard brandon the first okay time he that? comes in on a third and six i'm leaving if he comes in on a third and six and runs a quarterback, draw him out. So you're tough. All right. Um, last question in, in regards to this quarterback room and the crystal ball. Five years from now, when this podcast is still going because content never ends, mm-hmm. who will have had the best career? Oh, man. What a question. What a question. I got some randos today, guys. I'm, I'm not done either. Well, one of them's already won SEC freshman of the year. So that's a start for him. Um, you know what? It doesn't, nobody's going to listen to this again in five years. I'm going to go with, uh, give me Soresby. I believe in Soresby. Give me Brenny. I think he's going to have the best career. I think he's going to be crazy, dude. I'm serious. Like I think he's going to be like Xander Diamant, but in a quarterback's body. Yeah, I'm going to take Do you have an answer? I was going to go with Baz just because he has a potential to be drafted maybe and stick around in a couple of NFL camps. Easy answer. Yeah. There's yeah, no reason so Baz can't be Connor Cook, right? right? Right. Yeah. I think they compared him to Lewerke. I think if you look at the 24-7 comparison, I think he's compared to Lewerke, or was that your other guy from Texas A&M? That would be horrible. Calzada was from Texas A&M. I hope not. Lewerke finished his career at North, Northern Illinois, so that would be pretty bad. And we looked to if see it was real quirky. I don't think it was him. Um, Maybe that was the other guy from AM. They did not compare right. him. So 
here's a question uh as as i have to somehow get pittsburgh involved in this podcast every time is coach tom allen the college version of mike tomlin mike tomlin is a player's coach who gets the most out of talent controls a locker room polarizing with fans calls defensive plays and is horrible with clock management aren't they the same person um I think minus the the coach speak, coach they both speak. have it. Well, they both have it. Come I was going to say splash. He doesn't definitely doesn't say splash. He doesn't I mean, say he has splash LEO. So much. I mean, he literally developed he does the say name LEO. of our podcast. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. How are they different? I can't. I didn't come up with a single thing of how they're different. Tom won won a Super Bowl, so I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Why not? Sure. Okay. I just had a force of Pittsburgh uh, question in there. Yeah. Um, but do so when CTA was calling plays, the defense was really good, but there were there were negatives, right? Whether it was his um, controlling his offensive room or clock management or in-game adjustments. Are you worried that those things will still be there this late into his coaching career? I wasn't listening to you. Can you say that again? I was reading about Connor, Connor Baz. Um, will the things that he had issues with when he was first calling plays? Oh, no. Still be issues. His issues were in-game adjustments the offense um, and clock management. Um, will he be better at it this time than last time? Yeah, I think because he's been able to sit back and see the entire thing. I mean, when was the last time he was a head coach before 2018? Was it 18 where he took over? Plant high school. Plant high school. Yeah. So it's been a long time. So I do think that by sitting back, being able to see all aspects of the game instead of worrying about one that will teach him a lot of the other things that he needs to know adjustments as well. That was a big thing for me. I remember Seth doesn't no. care. No, that wasn't a Seth question. Okay. Here is a Seth question though. Um, ah, well, this is a question for both of you, obviously. Um, obviously odds divisions are gone in 2023. 50 75 i don't even think it's i don't think it's that high i think it's really high i think it's gonna happen really yeah i think it's gonna happen serious i think that a lot of people from the well i can't even say from the west i would say a lot of teams from the east so michigan michigan state penn state they're all gonna push for that yep iu maryland everybody why and not you know gary Barta is gonna simp for ohio state right yeah. like it's it's ohio state it's michigan those are the, that's the reason it's even getting discussed. If he's right? smart, because though, they he both want to be in the championship. Yeah. Like Ohio State was so mad it didn't make the championship because the Big Ten championship, because yeah. they're confident if they would have won the Big Ten championship, they would have made it into the playoff this year. So their thing is, it, I, I don't know this, but I'm bare, I'm pretty dang confident it's Ohio State that went and was like, it should have been us in Michigan. Like us in Michigan should have had our Georgia Alabama moment. That's what we should have had. This is BS. Fix this. Yeah. And then Gary Bardo was like, 
okay, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. Third movie quote. Um, so, I mean, that's, that is the only thing that gives me hope that this will change. I just don't think Gary Barta, I put it at 25% for 2023. I may put that at 50% for it to ever happen, but he's still the Iowa AD, right? Yeah. So this doesn't make, does it make sense for Iowa? No, it does not. It hurts Iowa. But does it, does it hurt Iowa? I don't know. It hurts everyone in the West. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about old Gary. He sure doesn't like us very much, so I don't know. Okay. Maybe you won't. I'm going to go 75 that it happens, so I think it happens soon, the next couple of weeks. Last question, and I kind of already asked it, but odds you and I travel to an ACC Pac-12 game as soon as it's scheduled? thousand percent. Yep. Yep. All right. <laughs> thousand percent. That's all I got. Everybody's screaming, please don't go. Please don't go. All right, Seth, hopefully you've got over your little fit, your little temper tantrum, and you've put your stuff back in your sack. Let's dump it out on everybody now. What do you got? I've just got one. Oh, and of course. Uh, apparently my IU curse is over. I think the last six football or basketball games I've gone to have resulted in an IU loss. Mm-hmm. And as of Thursday, that tide has turned. You looked awfully happy in the picture. Oh, I saw that with hostage. You and your wife. Yeah, the hostage photo. Yeah. Yeah. That was a real pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you did mention real quick before you get to is that that's what your sack had in it? Was that's, that that's all I got is I'm groveling to okay. So no yeah. actual question. Okay. No. But um for everybody that knows, he was complaining about um, I think he said 12-year-old college dudes giving him crap on the way out of the game. Well, first off, two things. One, that's what you get for wearing enemy colors into the assembly hall. Like you're wearing, you're not even hiding it. You're not even just wearing a black hoodie. You're wearing a straight up like Purdue football numbers in your face. There's no doubt that this is for sure Purdue hoodie that you're wearing. And I think you had a Purdue hat on as well. Iowa people yelled at Michael with his children. You think you're exempt? You think you're exempt in Bloomington against a rival when Michael gets yelled at carrying his children? So... No, definitely not exempt, but like, don't run up on people, maybe. Yeah, that's a bad like, thing. That's, that was that's an Iowa move. That's how you get knocked out. That's how you get knocked yeah, out. Yeah, I'm that not that the guy. Iowa move. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, guy, pal. Yeah, but it was, yeah, I expect to get razzed. That's like part of the fun of it. 100%. But like, you know, vulgarities and aggressiveness are, you know, a little unnecessary. Yeah. I probably would have game was you awesome alone. though. That game was yeah, awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great until yeah, right in front of me. Fantasy. Let's talk basketball for a second. Brandon, that game didn't hit me the way, and here comes the oh here we go. Uh didn't hit me the same way the Kentucky game hit me. I feel like Seth, I mean this in like the nicest way possible. They didn't look good. Like at all. So I never felt threatened by even when they went up at the end of the game. I didn't think that it was was the worst game I've ever seen Trevion Williams play. Oh God, he was terrible. Oh, he was horrible. He airballed what should have been the game winning shot. Just fouled everyone every time. The guy is so slow. 
I, I didn't know he was he just can't move laterally. Like I thought Parker Stewart was slow. Um, I mean, Brandon Newman can't move without grabbing. Point guard play for Purdue is going to be their Achilles heel in the tournament, I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who's 11? He can shoot, but I don't, he's too small. Isaiah Thompson. He's too small. He made Xavier made him look like a, a little baby. And he's not very good at basketball. Um, and he made him look like a little baby out there, which is crazy. So, and Rob Fennessy did, my big boy, big boy Rob. It's my guy right there. Everybody, oh, he had a career game. Bro, he's been doing that for three years. Don't sit here and act like, yeah, okay, cool. He finally scored 20 points, but like, he's been good. Ask, who was it, Butler, Brandon? Ask Butler how good he is. Yeah, there you go. You guys struggle against Butler, right? Not this year. No, I don't know. We're, we're, we're petering out. So, all right, let's finish it up. Be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast. We're not doing a whole lot right now, but we'll try. Um, be sure to download. I think this was a good pod. If you look like on this pod compared to the last couple, it's pretty good. This one was good. I thought maybe it was two pods ago. It was really, I don't know. Before you guys got sick, we were, we were doing all right. But there was one that was just terrible. Maybe that was two pods ago. It was awful. Either way, tell us how bad it was, but give us five stars. Like, be like, you guys are terrible, but you're trying. We didn't try on that one, but still do it. Tell your friends about it. Um, even if they don't care, just ask them to care for like who else takes, is talking Brendan yeah, right? Soresby? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it takes 15 seconds to make a review somewhere, Apple, Spotify, whatever you want to do. Um, by the way, I think there's probably like five or six North, uh, Lake Dallas, Texas high school football podcasts that are probably going on. So maybe one of those, um, either way, we'll talk to you guys next week. When we throw some other stuff together in the last second and uh, we just produce. So love you guys. Elio. 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 He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much, Elio. Well, thanks so much, Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that, Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day, Elio. Awesome, Elio. Elio. Elio.